Hey, it's Josh here. Quick message before we jump into the episode. We have a Facebook group called We Love Dan Hates the Beatles. So search for it on Facebook and join it so you can chat with other DHTB heads um, and go through all the episode threads, comment, commiserate, etc. And you can also confront Dan online directly, which I'm sure you wanted to do. Again, that's We Love Dan Hates the Beatles on Facebook. And also don't forget to, um, if you have time and energy and desire, leave us a review on whatever podcast platform that you listen to. Thanks and enjoy the episode. As though it needs introduction, this is The Wooden Cross by David Sylvian off of his hit album that everyone owns a copy of, mm-hmm. entitled Gone to Earth. Done. It's me. <laughs> George, <laughs> go George. away. Shh. You're dreaming. I'm in your subconscious, mate. Oh, this would be the music that plays in my dreams. Okay. George, I don't know what to reveal. I was supposed to reveal something. You have to reveal a secret, then. You know how, like, closed off I am. You know... Oh, I've seen you with your clothes off plenty of times. No, what? That's, why are you being dirty? LOL, mate. I'm trying to reach out to you, George. What do you have to tell me? And to the listeners... Better be fucking good. <laughs> so, I was part of a pyramid scheme once. <laughs> Which part of the pyramid, mate? I knew that it. I knew, I knew going in that it was a pyramid scheme, and I did it just to entertain myself. It's <laughs> really all I have. <laughs> You were part of a pyramid scheme. <laughs> and if you're if you if you were hearing that as a good idea and you're thinking, oh that sounds fun. So the plan the plan was I was gonna I was gonna do it, but like engage with it in a, in a sincere way, but like knowing that it was a fucking pyramid scheme. Like I had no illusions that it was gonna be anything other than just a nightmare <laughs> or, 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 but I thought it would be funny I thought it would be a, like a, a hilarious amusing nightmare mm-hmm. but then I started getting like emails from people who were like this is my last chance like I'm a like I got I got one email from a guy who was just like I'm a go getter I know how to get stuff done <laughs> and like I replied to him basically saying like dude you're, you're replying to a scam like yeah. you're not run away you're not who you think you are um Oh, and I like corrected all of his spelling errors. <laughs> I think, because yeah. of course, because like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just so not getting that this was clearly a pyramid scheme. Mm. Um, and then, but then I did get someone something from somebody who was like, "I'm on my last leg. I need something here. This is like I need to make this work." Mm-hmm. And I I wrote back immediately saying like, "You need to look somewhere else. I am just a." jackass who's doing this for entertainment and like this is not this isn't good so she got real real quick it got it it got and then right when when i got that email i was just like oh okay this is bad okay so well you know what the gods aren't satisfied with your offering okay that you're part of a pyramid scheme who cares Okay. okay okay um damn it when I worked at Chuck E. Cheese, I was Chuck E. Cheese. Huh? Picture that. Picture Dan in a Chuck E. Cheese Hell outfit. Yeah. Hating the Beatles. Did you ever hit a kid? <laughs> I love that that's your first question. No, I never hit a kid. Oh, man. I got hit by a few kids, though. I feel like I would have hit kids. Yeah. Just, just I mean, with like the, the outfit, not with my fist, 
actual fitbit you know but with my mouth my mouse paw one thing that i would do because this was this was this was back in my like yoked out weightlifting days you know Mm -hmm. um or towards the like beginning middle of that what i would do is the kids who were especially awful like i would just lift them up with one hand (laughs) and move them over (laughs) because i figured it's got to do something psychologically to somebody to be like oh fuck this person can like move me (laughs) did it no but (laughs) i figured it would work eventually it never did welcome back to dan hates the beatles i'm josh i'm dan Uh, yeah uh, this is uh, part two of our Rubber Soul mm-hmm, mm-hmm. album. Uh, our Rubber Soul and yours. Yes, all of our Rubber Souls. Mm. Uh, let's jump right into the next song, which is... <sighs> I knew it was going to happen. Is that Dan LaCroix? <laughs> it's a feature, not a flaw. What goes on? Road trip music. This now this definitely does not sound like. This is the first song I was like, oh, this doesn't really sound like the Beatles. It sounds like a like a actual like a different folk group. I forgot this. I really, Uh-oh. I really forgot that this song was the beginning of the second disc. And I'm saying that because. Um, because I talked about how I want there to be a reason for a second disc, and I really I had forgotten that this song was on that was mm-hmm. the first one. Mm-hmm. I swear I wasn't setting it up as something else that I set up, mm-hmm. but so I'm in 1965. I get this new album by the Beatles and the first al- the first disc is blowing my fucking mind it's got a sitar it's got fucking cigarette smoke it's got all that shit it's got an organ mm-hmm. it sounds uh, great and I'm oh, it's the end of it's the end of the album it's the end of the it's the end of the disc and I'm, oh that was good I wonder what wonders will happen in the next one and I put the second disc on, and this shit plays. And I'm me thinking one of two things. I'm thinking, oh my god, the Beatles are going country. Holy shit. This is a new ground. The Beatles are doing this bold new move. You go, Beatles. This is going to be great. Or at least interesting. Or at least like a new, bold new direction. Uh-huh. Or, also likely... What the fuck is this? <laughs> Which is whatever. That's fine. Tell me why. And then we get to this, and, and so I'm waiting it out, and I'm hearing, you know, I'm waiting for the second track to see, okay, where where is this gonna go? And it's just fucking Beatles songs again. So this is just like, hey, we're gonna make a country song. It's just this is this is this is stupid. I can imagine like. <laughs> Somebody bring in like they hear this and they're like, "No, I love that." And then and then they hear the rest of the the side two and they're like, "Did I get like a, a like a defective defective right. uh, tape? Did I get a defective record?" No, I, I I like it for that. I like it for the fact that it had to have fucked with people. But excuse me, sir. Uh, I just bought the Rubber Soul album and uh, there's, right. It's this weird country song on side two. <laughs> Sounds like it's 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 almost like I so as a country song, I'm not a huge I'm not I'm not a country fan really. Mm-hmm. Um I grew I grew up like kind of tangentially around it. Um Little Merle Haggard, little Johnny Cash. Yeah, I sure. I mean I, Reba McIntyre. I, I, I think I liked Hee Haw as a kid. That's the reveal. I think I liked Hee Haw as a kid. I think you liked Hee Haw. Um so I was, and, and there was this weird moment in the early, very early eighties where like country was like cool for a little bit. At least that was the, my memory of it. And it could huh. have been that like at my preschool country was cool. I don't know, but I just, <laughs> that's the world. to you. <laughs> Hell yeah. I just remember there was there, there being a time where it was like, 
country wasn't like weird. It was just uh-huh. country. Um, that's a shitty country song. It, it really is. Like it's the end. The, it, well, clearly they're not going to bring anyone in that can play a uh, steel guitar because they're not bringing anyone in that can play a sitar. So whatever the fuck. Um, but that would be interesting. The Beatles, you know, the Beatles go around the world or whatever, like the many moods of the Beatles. Sure. You know, but let's just move on. I have no defense of that song. It's terrible. I don't really like it. It's terrible. Well, you know, sometimes you hit and sometimes you miss. Yeah. And if you, if you write a bajillion fucking songs, then you'll get like, yeah. 10 to 20 that people think are the best songs ever. Yeah. Glad we agree on that. <laughs> All right. Next song is called Girl. Is there anybody going to Oh, it's Michelle. I like that song. Story. I hear you. All about the girl who came to stay. She's the kind of girl you want so much. Definitely has that same Parisian style. So first you, 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 you pick, pick one. This is what I'm saying. So first you don't like them because they're doing a song that's too different. And then they do a song that's similar to another song. And you're like, I so, no, I don't like it. I, I, I like the two different song as, as like fucking with people. I like that, but it's a shit. It's a terrible song. Like it's it's poorly executed at, as the genre that it's trying to be, genre. but of course it is because that's what they do. Um, they, um, oh God, what is it? Oh, hold on, listen to this. Oh, that sounds fucking familiar. Oh, they're not saying law. They're saying dit or whatever the fuck. Dude. Dude. Oh, okay. Well, dude, that's... Dude, dude, dude. Mm. I'm trying to figure... I'm trying to think if this song... This song's vaguely creepy. At okay. least. First of all. But... Explain. He's fucking sniffing shit. What's he sniffing or is he just going... His teeth. I th- that's what Hannibal Lecter does. That, guy, that guy's cool. <laughs> I I I'm really I'm really trying to figure out like do the math of if Michelle doesn't exist as a song on like two tracks away from this one, by the way. But fair enough, two album or two discs. You're gonna get up from your fucking I love the Beatles couch and switch the disco over or whatever <sighs> drinking Sanka or something <laughs> well Dan I is, see the Dan is, he's angry at Sanka for some reason Dan is just as angry and hot as part one <laughs> but I don't he didn't calm down at all it's <laughs> we took a trip we, we went, went on a road trip. We went to France. <laughs> Put the, rolled the window down so I could smell all the yeah. smells. <laughs> you know, did a, we backpacked through Europe. I learned how to play the sitar. Yeah. <laughs> we came back and you're still just as angry. <laughs> I, but seriously, like, does that song need to be on the same album as a better version of that song, which is only two tracks away? I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> I, can, I know. <laughs> Lennon said he wrote Girl about an arch- archetypal woman he had been searching for and would finally find in Yoko Ono, the Japanese artist he met in November 1966. Oh, thanks for clarifying. In <laughs> uh, the lyrics... <laughs> Yoko you know, who? <laughs> yeah. A Japanese artist, you say. In the lyrics, he also expresses his disdain for Christian and Catholic moral values. Uh, the song was the final track recorded for the album. Uh, blah 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 blah. That's yeah. That's um. Well, all right. That's not a fan of that song. No. Okay. Well, I don't. I, but again, I say that next I, time. I, I don't know. Son of a B. I don't know how I feel about that song because it's just minutes away from a song that does 
at least sounds similar. It, a song that puts me in the same, it tries to shove me into the same fucking place as Michelle does. And it's a, it doesn't stand up. <laughs> I'm just laughing because in my mind, that one uh, David Sylvian song that you played sounds just like every other fucking David Sylvian song that he ever played. That's a, but that's his shtick. <laughs> he's not known. He's not. The, he's uh, Dan. This is <laughs> this is Dan from the other universe again. You just criticize girl for sounding like Michelle. There are and, no, um, look, David Sylvian songs sound just like every other song. First of all, we're listening to this shit on a fucking phone, <laughs> iPad, or oh, your your phone. Yeah, but. You know, I'm not even going to engage with that criticism because nobody knows who the fuck David Sylvian is. How dare to, you? To the point that that was... You see this tattoo? Joke? Oh, my God! Right next to my other one. Ghost, a ghost tattoo? Right next to the, my magnetic fields tattoo. <laughs> it's a David Sylvian tattoo. Holy shit. For life as well. <laughs> the number four. That guy's got to learn how to spell life. Well, I just keep going back to him because I believe in... <laughs> supporting small businesses, including tattoo parlors, but there's it, it. It's irrelevant because he's he's just some dude who, like, a few thousand people on a Facebook group talk about. This is, is supposed to the. Are you, are you sniffing the sharpie? <laughs> I gotta get through somehow. <laughs> okay, point taken. Okay, we're gonna move on. Can I tell you something, Dan? Let me tell you something right now, Mr. Man. This is more painful than I thought. Mr. Mr. Man. Mr. Uh, can't escape a vacuum. <laughs> or can't be in a vacuum, rather. I'm looking through you. Mm. That's the name of the song. A little bit of a Rembrandt. This is where Oh, I love this Yeah, no, this is just I don't share this aesthetic My ears don't work the way that their, their ears do and that's like, it should be fucking okay, but I, it's not an awful song, but some of the studio effects that they're, that they've been using for the entire album are starting to make his voice sound synthetic, which again, that's, that's fine because it's, they haven't dialed it in yet, I guess, but. This, this is a song that I was not familiar with, and I think this is the one that's going to be one of my newer Beatles rotation songs. I really like this song. I wouldn't fault you for that. Especially this part where the guitar kicks in. Yeah. I, I mean, I think... It's nice. And I can hear the echoes of this in other songs that are currently... I'm not able to think of because I'm just so fucking frustrated by this goddamn band <laughs> um you're also tired from our road trip so I well yeah. yeah um but at the same time it's like and yeah that brings up the whole influence thing and i i'm not denying that but i'd rather listen to people who do this better like people who advance on the sound you know and like i acknowledge that this did something that this went somewhere but I find that other stuff more interesting oh the, the later stuff yeah sure no I'm not there later their stuff no I'm like later in right, the, in right, the right. world yeah 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 that this had to exist before that that'd be the they right. could do that better and apparently I'm part of the reason why we're all supposed to just revere these fucking tools is like because of that and it's not how it works. I mean, like things improve, things get better. Like I just, 
on another podcast that I'm, I don't need to plug it, but, uh, um, we just did a thing where we compared the Matterhorn at Disneyland to, uh, Expedition Everest at Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. right? They're kind of, ta- <clears throat> one is a take on the other. I knew that I was probably going to lose the argument that the Matterhorn is superior because it's older and has all these nuances and first time to do all sorts of things because Everest is a better ride, even though it la- it, it clearly comes from this other thing. It's, it's like, why are, why do I need to give a shit about it's, it's not a ground it's groundbreaking in some ways like tech, the t- not this song, the, this album, this era is great. I acknowledge that it's groundbreaking in certain ways, and I'm really glad that they did that because of where it went. But I like i i want to i want to fu- I like where it went. I don't need to listen to like I don't need to do an archaeological archaeological dig on like where it came from, and I don't. I don't think any of us need to, unless you listen to this and go, yeah, that's awesome music. Then great. That's great. Just leave me the fuck alone about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cause you're wrong. All right. Next song. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm kind of out of, uh, I, I don't know what to say to you anymore. <laughs> it's a good song on its own. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, this next song written by John Lennon, um, I I, hope hope everyone survives. I want to, I want to make sure I get the quote right. I don't know if Lennon said it or someone else is saying it about the song, but it says he considers it his first, uh, first real major piece of work. Um, it's a real piece of work. So I'm scared. I I listened to it, but I forgot what's coming. I think this is a this is one of the more popular Beatles songs that people like. Okay. Um, I like it. I don't love it, but hey, well, let's just let's just go. There are places I. Vocal harmonies. Oh, I know. Pink. I don't know. I, okay, so I'm going to make a compliment sandwich out of this song. In my life is the name of the song. Right. So, compliment sandwich. I like the vocal delivery. How it's, it's like not delivery. kind of. It's vocal di giorno. <laughs> That's the (laughs) t-shirt. Sorry. You like the vocal delivery. Um, I like that it like kind of is conversational. I think one of those moments is coming up. It's not, it's, it's not directly on the beat and that's, that's, that's nice. I like that. Um, little piano that is here. a harpsichord sir what it's a harpsichord it's like a sitar version of a piano <laughs> that's just piano <laughs> no it's a harpsichord that's just a piano my friend and they managed to play that one the way a harpsichord is supposed to be played um Ooh. no that was a that was a back oh that's a backhand was a dig that's okay. me being passive aggressive mm. um it's not a terrible song. I just the way they deal with harmony. My my ears don't, just. I just don't like. My ears aren't their ears. About that, they went up an octave. Right, and and that would have sounded like utter fucking garbage if they didn't double the vocals. And I mean that in a good way. Like they're using the technique to their benefit, and that's that's fine. I have no problem with people cheating in the studio. I'm a Brian Eno fan. Like that, 
and I'm okay with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I just, it's not for me. That's it. It's just, okay. it's not for me. But you can respect. There are what, parts of it, it that did. I. There are parts of it that I can. I hear, and if someone were to tell me, I, I love this song for it being a song. I wouldn't think that they were insane. It's okay. It's it's okay. It's fine. Tearing up. It didn't hurt me. Tearing up at that. That's beautiful. That's high praise for this show. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real. Um, that's a nice little pretty song. <laughs> it really is. I. It is. I just. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. You know. Okay. Well, you know what. And it's the, the, what I can identify. American as, people don't work for you either, sir. That's right. I don't know. I work for them. Yeah. I'm a hero. My my taxes pay your salary. I'm a fucking superhero. Um, the I'm fine with the harpsichord. I feel like the piano. The, <laughs> I feel like they could have pulled back on the drums a little bit. Piano. <laughs> the piano drums. Everything's a piano. <laughs> and the the piano harmony that they yeah. sang mm-hmm. is just it's samey. But so is David Sylvian's harmony. So fuck it. Don't you dare speak an ill word about my <laughs> David Sylvian. Is he the statue on my ass? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> it's a Robert Fripp tattoo. <laughs> We're gonna move on. Um uh the song's called Wait. It's been a long time. Now I'm literally called me. Back home. I've been away now. Oh, how I've been alone. Wait till I come back to your side. Oh, very old Beatles. This, this could have been on Waiting for the Beatles or something. Yeah, I. I just want to go back in time and remind them that B-sides do exist on singles. I don't know what that means. Are you serious? You don't know? Oh, no, I'm not, no, I know what that means, but I'm not sure what you're implying. Th- this, would be a, this would be a fine B-side mm-hmm. to a single. Um, Instead of being on this album, just make it a B-side. Right, it doesn't need to be on... An, it, we don't need to... Unless this is like filler to say, like, we just, we're missing three minutes. Yeah. To stretch it out to, I mean, they, this can be two separate albums from what I'm hearing. Um, and no, I don't hate the Beatles because they should. They were trying to pad the album. It's just, I'm just, it's just. This could be two separate albums. Crystal balling. <laughs> thinking what the audience is going to say. <laughs> yeah. All uh, right, we're going to fade out in the song because yeah. uh, it's it's nothing special. And it sounds it's it's got a lot of features it shares a lot of features with you won't see me mm. to my ear mm-hmm. so again there's that like do we really need both what was the song that was the rewrite of michelle girl girl yeah do we really need girl and that when we have a, a way better version of like the same sort of feel already mm. It's diminishing returns. Right, They're turning into you too. <laughs> really, really strong up front, and then it kind of just—it's just mush after that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna crystal ball that one and say someone out there is yelling at you because they're a big U2 fan. That's fine. <clears throat> and it's Bono. He's a listener. Hi, Bono. Call in. I'm trying, I'm trying to do an accent. But I'm, just, I'm too tired. Yeah, no, it's now's not the time. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so we're, tired. We're almost to a legitimate reason for two two separate episodes. Yeah, and then I can do a rebuttal for the for a chunk rebuttal. Yeah. The, for the next episode, and a little inside baseball because you couldn't 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 deduce. We we're we're recording both episodes <laughs> for one sitting. This is and this is like you've you've been cheated. Yeah. <laughs> and personally, this is my uh, technically third episode of the day for me. Oh shit. <laughs> Do you want to plug your other? Oh, my other show? podcast uh, is called um, the fuck's it called? Uh, the Deconstruction. Right. And you'll like it if you like the long form interview with long form improvisers getting into their life story. And mine, my other that 
my 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 other is the Supreme Resort, where we get super nerdy about Disney shit. If you like Dan, you should not listen to it <laughs> unless you're a big nerd. Well, that's and the other one, you're more of the mediator, or at least you play the mediator. Sometimes. And the other one, I I I think my role is that I make I try to make the nerdiness funny. Yeah, where here I I try to. Make myself sound sane. <laughs> you do? <laughs> I really... <I'm... laughs> Wait. Okay, next song. Um, if I Needed Someone. Fucking tight harmony again. I like it. I I like it, but it's really overused. But again, David Sylvian's been harmonizing with himself with the same <laughs> fucking. I'm glad you pointed out before I could, Dan. I was just about to jump on you. Back to the alternate universe with. Uh, Harrison it's, wrote this song. Oh, that's why it's probably good. It's a love song to Patty Boyd, the English model to whom he became engaged in December 65 and was married to the following month. So this album is Hound Dog. is rumors, basically, except they're not fucking each other. They're just having problems with people outside the studio. Isn't that every album? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm just going to say that, you know what? Here, I'm going to do one for... Here we go. Here. This is... Uh-oh. If you've been waiting for this moment, I'm going to do this, but I just want to maybe sure that I'm just doing this to do it. This song's really good. I think... The, Record scratch? This, this song, like... You know, but you know, the only thing that would make it better is some la-las or doo-doos. Yeah. Then that'd be... But the fact that it has, a, like, a tambourine... I mean, nobody was using a tambourine at this time. And is that... Hold on. Are those two people singing at the same time? Is that what I'm hearing? So <laughs> no, you're, this is a fine... It's, a, it's okay. What's your beef? <laughs> Do you even like music? Sometimes. <laughs> Do you just... Do you, Do you like yourself? <laughs> Sometimes. <Yeah. laughs> it, oh. It's seriously... It's... It's an okay song, and anyone who's has any investment in whether I like it or not, I don't know what's wrong with you. Okay. We're going to just jump right into the second song. <laughs> or the last song. <laughs> Run for your life. What? This is not how you write this. <laughs> yeah, just let, let, me, let me listen to the song. This song is not okay. So this is really completes the, uh, or at least is a strong entry in the um, the John Lennon is a John Lennon collection. Uh, may have a jealousy problem trilogy between leaving you flat and etc. And, and threatening like. Death by killing. Like, but it just you know it just sounds like a why? So why does anybody? A little, a little defense for for Lennon. Who, I, what? I, it was a different time, mm, like when murder was okay. No. Like. <laughs> And and I, I yeah if if you I don't know if you knew that Lennon it was Lennon who wrote the song not not Ringo and that's not, not a surprise what <laughs> um, he wrote Run for Your Life based on Baby Let's Play House which was one of uh, Elvis Presley's early singles um, and Lennon retained a line from the Presley track I'd rather see you dead little girl than to be with another man so at least he didn't so the logical write that song. jump is I'm gonna fucking kill you. 
I'm just saying that line no, was written by Elvis. I know. I, yeah, I know. The, wait. It's, it's an interesting leap, though, that John me, Lennon went from... What was the line that he stole? Run for your life? I'd rather see you dead. Rather see you dead. He makes a jump from that to, like, killing. Um, l- let me read you this enlightening sentence from the Wikipedia article. Um, the lyrical theme is jealousy. <laughs> you, don't, you don't say. <laughs> no shit. Uh, and Lennon later disavowed the song as a misogynistic piece. Is it, so? I mean, good. What? I'm just, hey, I'm just reading the article, man. I... They also chose to close the, <laughs> the album with that song. Right. Too. Like, yeah. wh- why is this not addressed more? Why is it like... We're addressing it here and now. I, We're leading the charge. The song is crazy. It's, it's fucking insane. Yeah. None of this is a surprise. Like, this, is, this song has existed for... 65, 2019, carry the a number of years. Mm-hmm. John Lennon himself has said that this is probably a bad idea. Yes. But, like, all the general public really knows him for is for rewriting fucking It's a Small World as Imagine. And he gets a pass. It's just it's just like, well, okay, yeah, he did these things, but but he was on heroin. That's just what you do. You know, it's a strange thing because that that song is misogynistic to be sure. And it sort of sort of overshadows what some people would say, um, including this person who wrote this Rolling Stone article. Uh I'll go ahead and cite them. Rob Sheffield. Um, Schneider, it's Rob Schneider. Yeah. He asks, did anyone before Rubber Soul sing about female characters like this? No, they didn't. For one thing, these women have jobs, and this is 1965. Um, So he's sort of lauding this album uh, uh, as kind of a almost, he doesn't say feminist, but it's like a pro-woman type of thing where they're they're treating women with a little bit more respect. And then killing them. This is split. This this is the problem that I have is it's splitting hairs Mm -hmm. by by it's. And it's the same problem I get into when I'm talking, when I talk about the Beatles with people where it's like the, the lyrics suck, whether or not about the lyrics. Well, the, the, the instrumentation isn't great, but it's not about the instrumentation or these songs are simple, but listen to the instrumentation and it's like, you can't, you at some point, people are going to have to admit to themselves that they like the Beatles because the Beatles are there for them to like, not because the Beatles themselves are great or because the music itself is fantastic. Some of it's good, I admit. And if you grew up with it, if you have a personal experience, personal connection to it, you're totally off the hook here. I encourage you, go forward, go get the fucking John Lennon scribble tattoo on your back, but just be aware that he was a goddamn monster. Like, it's that it's this middle area that a lot of people exist in where they're just like, how could anybody not think the best things about the Beatles? They can go fuck themselves because John Lennon was a, a complete prick. Like he, it's all image it, and they were good at image. Like I grant them that they were great at image. Okay. I would argue that John Lennon was a prick because he definitely was everything you're saying about him was right. But you have a real beef with, this idea that you're projecting on people where th- you think you know the reason why everyone likes the Beatles. And I can't think of any other reason. Yeah, you know, well, I, well, I can, I told you my reason. Like, my personal reason is right. that I just listened to them. I thought they were, oh, this is, this is really good music. Oh, there's a lot of good music here. There's a lot of good songs. So, this isn't Dan airs his beef with people who like the Beatles because. The society tells them to, which I'm sure those people exist. They exist. Yes. Okay. Well, who gives a shit? I do. Stop giving a shit. This <laughs> this podcast isn't about that. It's about analyzing the music. For the love of God, for that I've been saying this since episode one. Right. Right. Leave your baggage at the door, along with your shoes. This is a no shoes apartment. <laughs> I mean studio. <clears throat> um, 
But I mean, but what you're saying about Lennon is, yeah, he's the dude's. I mean, I, I think you're probably overreacting to this song a little bit. Okay, he's not really advocating murder, but, uh, right? right? But, but this is this is this is the guy who is like the patron saint of peace and love for this time period. Like this, he's one of them. That's his whole fucking shtick. Yeah, is that just peace, love, and understanding, and all that shit? And he's writing these songs about fucking leaving people flat burning their goddamn house down (laughs) and needing to be the center of everybody's attention at all fucking times. And if he, if he's not, then he's going to throw a goddamn tantrum and possibly kill a person. Oh, come on, Dan, you're you're being dramatic. (laughs) I'm leaving flat means leaving somebody. He's not really advocating. This song is about murder. (laughs) You're 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 getting too far. I'm gonna let me reel you in here, okay? Because you're you're getting way out into into the left field. It's a kill song. Yeah, it's a kill song. Yeah. <laughs> Ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> also, a murder song. Um, okay, let's let's reel you back in. You, you said your piece about the people, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I think you've said it more than once. We got it. You don't like the people who get mad at you for not liking the Beatles, okay? <laughs> We're gonna save space. <laughs> what did you think about? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. How would you rank these songs? Not not all of them, but let's let's say what what are what are three songs that you're like, "You know what? I like these are good songs from from Rubber Soul." And I'm forcing you to say good. So, what are your would you say the the best three from from this album are in your opinion? And I'll I'll give you a What was the one with the wacky organ? So there's like uh, Drive My Car, Norwegian Wood, You Won't See Me, no, uh, Nowhere one. Nowhere Man, oh, Think fuck for your, that song. N- Think for Yourself. <laughs> okay. The Word had the organ. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, um, that's that's one of them. One of them, Michelle. That, definitely that one. Okay. What goes on? Um I think that was just whatever. A fluff. Girl, I'm looking through you in my life. Wait if I needed someone and run for your life. Michelle, the word, and my life was the one that was his piece of work. Had a nice little uh, harpsichord. Oh uh, yeah, that that one's fine. That's, that's fine. that. Yeah, I mean, can yeah, you? Yeah, sure. Can you see? Can you say or can you see a change in the Beatles? Musicality yeah, absolutely. From, from, from this album from the previous. That's ones? that's undeniable. Yeah. What do you see? What are you hearing? What are you noticing as a? Objective? They're they're musically and occasionally lyrically maturing. Okay. Um, a lot of the songs are still. Please pay attention to me and love me forever, and I will give you everything, and you'll give me tender kisses. Mm-hmm. Like, but I didn't really give them a whole lot of shit for that because there's other stuff going on. Mm. So like, it's still fucking happening. Let the record state that they're still writing songs that are like toddler brain. Still writing love songs, toddler brain, love songs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but they are progressing. They are, they're growing. They're doing shit in the studio. That's fun. Um, they, Sure, they didn't bring in a skilled sitar player to actually play the fucking instrument. Yeah, but which is what every band should do. Th- I actually agree with when someone that. when someone can play this the instrument better than you can, you should bring them in. Yeah. Okay. Or at least bring in Stevie Wonder. Don't you or, dare touch a hand on that piano. Stevie's out there. No, but okay. Oh, they, you're picking up a guitar. Where the hell's the fucking uh, Keith Richards? Yeah, I don't okay, know. but you don't bring in a guy that's basically for, has a community college education. Put in. those drumsticks down. <laughs> Let me phone Lars Ulrich that from Metallica. Just... What you're saying is ludicrous. <laughs> You can't bring in someone who's the best because just because they're out there. You have access to. You just hung out with. Well, the they best. have access to to Elvis Presley. I'm sure they like have. A, they had Ravi Shankar's fucking phone number. Just be like, hey, cell? come on over. Yeah, his cell, he was the first one. Yeah, he made it out of sitar strings. Yeah, um, but he hung himself with the sitar string. <laughs> I mean, they get points for bringing it for at least thinking outside the box a little bit and going Thank here's you. this thing but you're there look if you're if you're gonna do what my, my friend Derek and I call racist reverb at least do it in a way that like brings the entire instrument in um like I've said before I'm I have listened I have enjoyed deep forest before and they're 
garbage and they're 100 percent racist reverb but is that a deep purple tribute band uh no no not at all but like at least they're they're doing it in a way that's like honors the instrument as the instrument in some way Mm -hmm. you know um there's a way to cheat around this problem i don't mean to keep harping on this (laughs) but um harps according on this right hello piano what (laughs) (laughs) um <laughs> Keep sniffing the sharp. I, I, need to, <laughs> I need to get through this. <sighs> um, they're progressing. They're growing. And if that's the point of the Beatles, if the whole point of liking the Beatles, if you don't have a personal connection with them, is that it's a fucking reality show that you're watching, like the real world career with the Beatles, then I guess I get it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's okay. But like, that's stupid. Like, <laughs> yay. They learn to do things. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody's liking them because they learned to play the sitar. They're just like, they, they, um, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna criticize you for, being a um, a really big fan of music, which you are, and studying music to a, to a degree where when you hear a harpsichord, you get so fixated on it and obsessed about it or obsessed about the way they do a harmony or obsessed about dubbing their voices that, you know, that it, it either blocks you or lifts you up or somewhere. I'm not going to criticize you for that. Yeah. And I'm, actually, I will. God damn you, Dan. <laughs> Why, just listen to the song. But. But you can't. I, yeah. If you. If, we again, and I know I keep saying this, but this is basically my entire argument. We live in the world that we live in, and the world, mm. and in the world that we live in, we all have musical references. We all have, mm. we all have things that we bring to things, and that's fine. That's mm-hmm. that's, that's that makes us whole people, mm-hmm. and we live in a world where the Beatles are the Beatles. They are a thing that we're supposed to have a certain feeling about. And because of that, it's really hard at this age and with all of the other stuff that I have listened to and made a personal connection to. It's it's really, really hard to listen to these songs and have it be anything other than just like, you're going to listen to the Beatles now because they're the Beatles. <laughs> Sweet, sweet Sharpie. Dan, I have a question for you. The answer is no. <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to ask you. Oh, no. Did you finally build that cotton candy machine? I guess we're not going to find out because you just said no. God damn it. I have another question. Do you love the Beatles? No. Okay. Uh, you have some rebuttal songs? Are, do you, do you want to keep going? <laughs> uh, give me a rebuttal song. I uh, You know what? I'm... Uh, I'm going to play some racist reverb done right. <laughs> okay. And I realize, like, this isn't about full-on authenticity. This isn't about, like, um, bringing in Ravi Shankar, which they could have done. Mm. <laughs> this is just, if you're going <laughs> to fucking steal from another culture. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Dead. Can. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't problematic elements to this band, Mm -hmm. but at least they're doing what they're doing. And they're they're just owning this shit. I don't even know if if it's a rebuttal necessarily. It's just... If you like wacky instrumentations in your pop music, then Dead Can Dance is the band for you. Damn it. What is it? Dead Can't? Dead Can Dance. They can dance. Dead Can Dance. So I'm not sure if George Harrison is a part of this band or not. But where are you? Oh, now you're getting on me, friendly cat? Josh has cats. It's me. I've assumed that... The, the body of the cat. It's George. All right. Here Meow. we go. Okay. What's the song called? It's called Nyrika? I don't know. Just play the damn thing. 
there are two people in this band. They're both white as fuck. Two people and two trash cans from the sound of it. These are traditional instruments from somewhere that they are not from. No, their whole shtick is that we're going to take like world instruments and make like pop music out of it. Uh I'm not saying this is necessarily better or worse or it's just it's another take on we probably shouldn't be messing with this music but we're gonna do it anyway (laughs) this is full on fucking glossolalia which is you're making up the you're making up a language and I mind you they didn't sit down and make a language this is fucking gibberish so she's just kind of like this is full speaking on, in tongues almost yeah 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 that's annoying <laughs> um alright so I'll be playing you some Cocteau Twins at some point alright this is gonna be our outro song um Daniel it was this was a real a real as a as a scorched earth campaign. I feel like you. you, you I did, you, did you, not go in with that plan at all. You just you came in like a like a bull in the china shop, and you I, you took out a lot of hopefully a lot of emotional trauma. You're, you're, work, you're working out <laughs> through this podcast. I just hope me yelling about the Beatles yelling. is entertaining to anybody. <laughs> Probably is. And if it is entertaining to you, be, please like and subscribe and leave us a review. Leave us a review. Hit the subscribe subscribe button. Smash um, it. Five star. That helps. I don't know. I don't care. I, yeah. I think five star does help. And then you can write hor- horrible shit. You can also email us at dhtbpod, as in Dan Hates the Beetle podcast, right. at gmail.com. Um and just uh, yeah, and, right, uh, right in, send all and any uh, death threats or whatever, and just to that email, right? And uh, you'll be able to get your uh, it's vocal du journos <laughs> t-shirts sometime soon. Yes. <laughs> all right, Dan. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Let me say it, and I'd rather see you dead than not like the Beatles. Bye.